Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be talking to author Jeff Billington because he's got a really interesting and I would say important book. It's called Summer Second, but let's say hi to Jeff. Hi, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing great today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and, and talk with you. I, uh, I really uh, appreciate it. This is so cool. I, I've been looking into your book a little bit here. So let's let's dive into it. Can you tell me what Summer Second is all about? Yeah, so it takes place in the Ozark Mountains, which is uh, where I grew up. And so it's based a little bit on personal experience, but also just on what life is like there. It's a teenager. He's coming out of the closet, but he's also just dealing with a lot of difficulties in his life. He lives with a single mother who is dealing with uh, alcohol issues. He's growing up in poverty. He has uh, family members around him. He has a bully that is just constantly going at him. And he's someone that is facing adversity all around him while at the same time spending this summer before his senior year of high school. But he's a very hopeful person at the same time. He's a, he's a caretaker. He, he tries to take care of those around him. Well, looking for opportunities to improve his life, to kind of maybe end some of the negative cycles that he has seen with the loved ones around him. So it's kind of just the story of adversity and, and, and finding your true self and building a path forward that is better than maybe where you're coming from. I truly appreciate a book like this. I don't think there's enough books that focuses on these issues and coming from like a big city person. I love reading about something like this. How did this book come about that you wanted to write this? So I've actually been thinking about it for years. I have another book that I've written that actually comes out here in June. Um, and, I, and I worked on that one for like 20 years and it's called Chicken Dinner News. And it's just finally getting published. But I had been thinking about Summer Second for she's probably a decade. And I didn't really have the time to work on it because I was focused on my other one. And when the pandemic happened, I finally put pen to paper or more like I started typing a lot more. And, <laughs> and, and you know, it just kind of flowed out. And so I com had it completely written within the pandemic, the time that was going on, you know, a lot more time at home. So a lot more time mm -hmm. to write. And on top of that, I was able to take my focus off the other one because I was finally getting a publishing deal on it. So it was just good timing. And I was able to share a story that, uh, like I said, had been there for about 10 years in the back of my head. It was kind of exciting because I actually got the publishing. My publisher was very excited about Summer Second and got it moving very quickly in the process. So it's, it's, it's been kind of a whirlwind getting it to where it is. I love that. I love hearing that. Any difficulties while you're writing Summer Second? Because I'm sure there are some topics that, that really can be triggering and things like that. How was that? Yeah, so actually, there actually were because it deals with some pretty intense topics. Right. It deals with child molestation. It deals with teen pregnancy as well. So there are pieces like that going on. And those were tough topics to write about because 
I was thinking about people I knew, experiences I knew about, and kind of channeling those. And there were a couple of pretty significant changes I had to make to the book because as I would talk to other people about what I was writing, what was going into it, for instance, Asher, the main character, he has a girlfriend at the beginning of the book because it's kind of before he started his coming out process. And there's a, a pregnancy that ends up there. I think when I was first writing it, I wasn't giving her enough sympathy. And so I, I, when I was talking through people about it, I had to go back and really revise to, to make her human, not just make her like a caricature or a foil or something like that. I actually had to go by and really think about who she was and what she was going through as well. And then I also had, uh, and this was dealing with my publisher and my editor came back at one point and she was like, okay, you know what? We know he's got a hard life. We know things aren't always good, but she's like, you got to give him a little bit more hope in his life. And so I created a whole new character based off her recommendation to give oh, him a friend. Wow. <laughs> yeah, to, to help with his support system because she was right. When I went back, I'm like, you're right. He needs more positive in his life. I've given him a lot of adversity, so I really had to go back and and give that positive as well. And so I made some pretty major shifts. And, and that was a challenge because, you know, you'll go through and you'll write an entire manuscript. And then you're like, said, well, you need to add another person in there or you need to completely kind of change the trajectory. So that was a lot of work that added countless hours into revisions and, and reframing and stuff like that to, to make that fit. But right. I was happy I did it because I think the book's much better for both of those things. Coming from a reader of, because I love books like this, knowing that there's like a light outside of all this, it's actually pretty endearing for me to really look forward to this. But this is, this is such a, like I said earlier, an important book, actually. There's not enough. Are you done with these characters? I know you have a different book coming out in, you know, but with Summer Second, it seems pretty heavy in a way that we're so invested in the characters. Are you done with them? I don't think so. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, one of the characters actually, a secondary character from Summer Second actually is in my other book, my Chicken Dinner News book. Ooh, okay. Because they both take place in the same fictional town. Completely different stories, really, but there is one crossover character. And I really do feel, and I've actually started, and by started, I mean I've written like two pages of, <laughs> uh, of maybe 15 years in the future. And oh, okay. maybe Asher returning to, to his small town, what his life is like then and kind of how he sees things around him and the way that things have changed for him in that 15 years. So that is a plan because I very much don't think I'm done with him. Oh, nice. nice. Even though you've discussed what the character's gone through, the, all the issues and the emotional damage and things, ultimately, what would you want us to get out of this book? Um, besides the pure entertainment and wonderful writing, of course, how did you want us to take it? You know, I, I think that regardless of where we are, regardless of where we live, regardless of the circumstances, there's always mm -hmm. hope. There's always some way to find the positive and, and, and to kind of build out for your future. Because I think actually one of the reasons I set the book when I did, because it's set about... 10 years ago, I guess, is the time frame that it's set. And so it's contemporary, but it's about 10 years ago and how it's set. I said it then instead of when I was growing up. I grew up in the mid-90s in the Ozarks, you know, going to a small high school. At that time, let me tell you, me coming out of the closet at that time would not have happened. It would not have been safe. 
it would right. not have been I, I I can guarantee I would have at the very least I would have gotten beaten very badly because it was just not acceptable. Right. And so one reason I didn't set the book to that is I wanted to give him a little bit of cushion on that to in, inspire that hope a little bit. But I would really hope that people reading it would feel that, you know, we can achieve things that even when things are dark, there's always something to work for. And it doesn't have to be big. Sometimes it's just the small things. You find pleasure in the small things. And so I think that's a big part of what I'm what I'm hoping people feel when they're done reading it. That's perfectly said. I really like and respect that. That is so neat. So, but Jeff, what else can you tell us about you as an author? I'll say I love writing about where I'm from. I think the the Ozarks are a part of the country that a lot of people don't understand. Oh. And I, I love bringing people's attention to it. And I would love to move back there someday. I don't live there currently. But, you know, at some point I'd like to go back and, and, and make it my home again because I think the stories that are there are very rich. They're very complex. And so that's a big drive of me as an author. I don't really have interest in writing stories that don't necessarily take place there. I really want to tell stories that come from that area of the country. But I want them to be stories that make people think think about others outside of themselves. I want there to be like a, a selflessness maybe to the stories that it helps you relate to people that maybe aren't you and don't fall into their idea of who they are, who people are. I want them to, to realize there are all sorts of different personalities out there and that they all have things to offer. I would love to move on to chicken dinner news. I, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so that's the book that I've been working on for 20 years. Right. And, and it's one of these <laughs> things. That, I mean, I started when I was pretty young, and I didn't have the dedication for it that, you know, would kind of come up later. Again, it takes place in the same fictional town, but it's telling a different story. It's oh. about a man who his grandfather dies in this town, and he goes there for the funeral. He doesn't know his grandfather, doesn't really have a relationship with him, and his grandfather has left him ownership of the weekly newspaper in this town. Oh, okay. That's as different. Well as, yeah. yeah. As well as like ownership of all these old buildings in the town that are just empty and kind of falling apart. He steps into this, you know, from a comfortable life in a city and he has to come to terms with, well, he has this inheritance that he doesn't really want, but it's also important because things like a, a newspaper in a small town are like its lifeblood. They're very important to, to the people of the community. It's like the main champion of a community often or there, is their local news source. And he also starts to learn about his local family history in the area because his family's lived there for generations before that and coming to terms with these things and kind of decide, well, maybe life isn't what he thought it was going to be. Maybe his like in his head, this picture of living in a city and being a reporter at a large daily newspaper isn't what's actually going to happen for him. Maybe it's actually moving to this town and actually making a larger impact as a person for a smaller place it touches on the, the differences between urban and rural areas. Mm -hmm. It looks at, because, you know, we talk about the political divide in our country and I think people living in urban areas don't understand rural areas. They don't understand the people from those areas. And I'm hoping it kind of bridges that bridges that divide a little bit and mm -hmm. makes people think, Hey, you know, maybe there's a lot that's different, but there's a lot we have in common and there's a lot we can learn from each other. Right. And there's a way for us to kind of to like combine our, our needs and wants to have a common goal kind of thing. Yeah. But that's a big change from summer second. I know you've been working on Chicken Dinner News for a long time. How was it having to write something that's that's a little bit different from summer second or at least finishing it? 
because it seems like two totally different categories there. How was that? Yeah, because, you know, Summer Second is very much young adult. You know, it's mm-hmm. young adult. It's genre fiction because it's LGBTQ focused. Chicken Dinner News is very much kind of a literary contemporary fiction piece. It wasn't as big of a shift as I thought, because oh. I think the mistake that people make sometimes with young adults is they think it's written for children. But oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, it's brilliant, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like good young adult books are written for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just they're about people in that point in their life. And so, you know, obviously people that are at that point in their life might reflect a little bit more on it personally. But there are great young adult books out there that people of all ages can enjoy and should I can enjoy. still relate to a lot of this stuff. A lot of them has to do with like social interactions mm-hmm. or yep. different different decisions we have to make throughout our daily lives or whatnot, I think they're all still relatable. Even to me, Summer Second is still relatable when it comes to having hope or dealing mm-hmm. with poverty and things like that. Exactly. The biggest challenges I might have had with the difference between the two are I felt like I needed to be a little bit more philosophical in Chicken Dinner News. It, it didn't need to be as maybe direct or to the point. I think Summer Second is a lot more to the point in a lot of ways. I think with Chicken Dinner News, I was able to be a little bit more philosophical in the issues that we're facing in how I describe the circumstances. Congratulations on these books. And I'm really so pulled in for your work here. Can you tell me what's next after this for you? So I have a couple I'm working on, a 15 years in the future for Summer Second, but I also that's right, have, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but I also have another one that has been in my head for geez, basically 20 years as well. Oh. And I don't have a name for it or anything. And it's actually based on my great grandmother. She spent 40 years playing the piano in a little country church. When I was a child, I went to that church and then it disbanded because there just weren't enough people. It, there was very much when that happened, it was very much a, a loss of community. For most of the people that are there, I think especially for her, I'm working on, I've got it started, a story kind of told from a viewpoint of a, based on her, though not, not a biography or anything, mm-hmm. it's still going to be fiction, but based on that experience of this older woman who so much of her life has been wrapped up playing the piano in a little country church and that was the center of her community – and that going away and how she adjusts uh-huh, to she this pose, man. Yeah. yeah. I certainly appreciate these like human stories because they're so relatable and they're so heartwarming for me. This is wonderful, Jeff. <laughs> and, and, you know, and even though it'll be a story about loss of community through this little church, we all deal with loss of community at different times in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Graduating from high school is a loss of community. You know, moving, moving from one, moving from one neighborhood to the next can be a loss of community. I think it's something that's universal that we all have to deal with at some point. It's great that you said that because I was just thinking the other day that whatever current situation you're in, you don't know how long it's going to last. And you you Mm -hmm. also think it's going to be like this for a long time. I worked with a couple of my best friends for seven years. And of course, in the middle of all that, we never think this will come to an end. We had fun almost every day and it's great. And then when it did end it, we were all kind of like, now, now what do we do? Uh-huh. I'm not going to see you every day. What's going on? <laughs> so I, I, I certainly appreciate a book like that. That's so relatable. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I've had friend groups and stuff like that that you thought you were always going to be friends with and it just changes. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I've moved across the country multiple times. I, I, I lived in Phoenix for a while and, and growing up in the Ozarks and moving to Phoenix was a big change and leaving Phoenix and coming to the Washington DC area was also a big change. So, that is a huge change. Yeah. And it's interesting that you also said you want to ultimately then move back yeah. to the small town scenery, life, everything. There's, there's a serenity to it. So Jeff, where can we get your books? So they're pretty much everywhere. They, you know, they're on all the online retailers: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple Books, Bookshop.org. They're on there, uh, which I know is great for independent bookstores because a lot of them use that interface, and so I love to have it there. I've got several independent bookstores that I've got it in on their shelves. I've especially reached out to LGBTQ bookstores to carry it, and I've got several of those to carry it. Of course, with that, it's like, you know what, if you've got a local bookstore, I always invite people to go in and ask them to carry it, to ask them to order it for them, because uh, that's a great way to support your independent bookstore. So I buy online, but I also go in and I buy from uh, independent bookstores. So I definitely am a big supporter of indie authors, indie bookstores, all all the good stuff. Any last minute thing you want to say, you want to tell us? You know what? I, I just I try to write stories that help people see the other side a little bit, that maybe maybe it breaks you out of your comfort zone a little bit. But I, I want you to see that everybody's human. That's important to me. I love writing. I love telling these stories. Um, I realize they're not necessarily what's always popular, but I'm not concerned about writing stories that are always popular. I just want to tell stories that are important to me and that I think uh, share great information and help us maybe relate to each other as people a little bit better. I think it's important to to the book community, period, books like this. I mean, as as much as I love reading you know, mystery thriller or people love reading fantasy. Ultimately, at the end of the day, a book that shows there's hope, there's community, there's this sense of purpose. I think it's just equally important and amazing. And and I get the, the fun part of the story, too, which is which is even more entertaining. So thank you, Jeff, for introducing me into your world of writing, of world that you've created. I'm so intrigued. This is so cool. Having you on here was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. It's great, great talking to you. Great talking hey. about books. And I can tell that you're someone that loves books, and that's all the better. So How you do know. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you come back again when you have your other book, especially the one with about your grandmother or based on her. Yeah. Because that to me that's really fascinating to read to read coming from somebody who's a little older also, having to kind of navigate this weird sense of loss and then yeah. coming out of it. So this is fascinating. I hope you come back and talk to me then too. Thank you. I would love to. I would appreciate that. Yay. Okay. Well I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much, Jeff. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast, where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats, too. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.